stories we can tell. So glad you stumbled upon the show. I'm Jim McGinnis, and I guess I'm the perpetrator of all this. You know, like so many others, Ernest Hemingway insisted that the truth is manifested in fiction as well as fact. A figurative expression can be as powerful as a literal one. That said, I sometimes choose to use fictional characters to tell my stories. There's a guy you're going to meet sooner or later, Quinn, Francis Quinn. He happens to be a main character in a book I wrote, a composite of several heroes and mentors uh, that glued together by my own conscience and ego. This particular piece is something I'm fond of. I wrote it about a memory I share with my niece Robin. Few on the earth love her Christmases more. And this all started as an ill-fated plan to give her a unique present. A swinger of birches. It's when I'm weary of considerations and life is too much like a pathless wood. I like to get away from earth a while. Cool December morning, test day. He pulled the poetry of Robert Frost from the shelf and flipped to page 121. Today seemed like a good day to read Birches to his class. Quinn prefaced the poem by telling of his own tree-climbing youth here in Florida and the joy he found in it. When I see birches bend to left and right across the lines of straighter, darker trees, I like to think some boy has been swinging them. After reading several lines, he closed the book and returned to his story. Quinn talked about how his father would gather the kids around a bonfire in the backyard and read them Robert Frost. He and his sisters were all Florida-born, and the poems were his father's way of taking them back deep into his native New England woods. Quinn's mother, a native Floridian herself, had fallen for this Yankee, and it took her cracker fisherman father a long time to get over it. But he eventually did. As they grew up and raised kids on their own, Quinn and his sisters held on to the strange connection they made with Frost. Now, Frost had spent 16 winters in Key West, so it wasn't that long of a reach. So was I once myself a swinger of birches, and so I dream of going back to be. Their memories did not include swinging birch trees, but they had Australian pines. They were tall, dark trees planted by farmers to protect their groves from the hurricanes. The trees did their job, perhaps too well, Growing so thick, a boy adept at climbing could easily swing from one to another. A friend of mine fell once, but three or four branches broke his fall, Quinn said to his class with a mischievous laugh. And they seem not to break, though once they're bowed so low for long, they never right themselves. You may see their trunks arching in the woods years afterward, trailing their leaves on the ground like girls on hands and knees that throw their hair before them over their heads to dry in the sun. But I was going to say when truth broke in, with all her matter of fact about the ice storm, I should prefer to have some boy bend them. As he went out and in to fetch the cows, some boy too far from town to learn baseball. 
That sounds familiar, a girl said in the front row. Yeah, probably the part about truth. I love that line, Quinn said. He walked over to the bookshelf and picked up a framed picture. Behind the glass was a piece of bark once given to him by a student. He told of a time when he helped a neighbor move, the sad chore of leaving her husband. While he was in Daytona enjoying a car race, she was packing up. She was an older woman who had doted on his children, and Quinn felt obligated to help her out in a bad situation. There were three birch logs she kept on her hearth for decoration, and Quinn noticed them each time he passed. When she offered payment for his help, he refused, but reluctantly asked her for the logs. She promised him the birches, but they were somehow lost in the chaos of moving. Quinn's plan was to give him to his sister, but all that was left was a poem. For Christmas that year, he sent her a verse he had written about the memory called The Gift I Never Gave. Of all the gifts I never gave to say to you one day, you are my sister chosen. There is one that haunts me for the way I let it slip away. There were three birch logs a neighbor kept for decoration. Seems to me it was beyond her ken the worth of wood and depth of adoration. She could not comprehend the value nor understand the cost for the gift our father gave us reading Robert Frost. When she moved on, I wanted little of her selling and her giving as she was cleaning out, ridding 50 years of living. Still, she promised me the birches. But she forgot somehow in all her hurried pace and the birch logs disappeared, gone without a trace. Having those upon your hearth, it would be truly grand, hearkening tradition, but here I stand with empty hands, mired in contrition. For both the reader and the writer, verse cuts deep beneath the skin. It could bring us closer to our maker or wake the pagan ghost within, and so we grasp for things that conjure up the golden moments as we race along, reminding us of treasures and books poems and song. Of all the gifts I never gave to say to you the things I should, it is this verse I send on lost but not forgotten wood. For may it remind you of swingers of birches, that poetry is truth and forests are churches. One morning before Christmas, he awoke to the sight of a river birch sapling planted in his front yard could do worse than be a swinger of birches.